Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is the host of the Huda Thunkin podcast, Zeb, coming at you um, with episode 108 titled Lava Sharks and a Demon Rock. Uh, yeah, interesting title. We'll get into that. First, let's get into the recommendation segment. It does not tie into today's event, a main event. This is I recommend you check out the show 1883. It's some of the best writing to come out of the Western genre in a very long time. Uh, this 10-episode series is technically a prequel to The Yellowstone Show, starring Kevin Costner. But because it is set about 140 years in the past, you really don't need to see Yellowstone in order to understand what is happening. I keep trying to tell Shannon that. She's like, I want to watch 1883, but I haven't seen Yellowstone first. And I'm like, yeah, you should see Yellowstone. It's a good show, but you don't need to. And if you do... This is a prequel. You can watch this one first. It's totally fine. 1883 follows the story of a wagon party on their journey across the Oregon Trail. That's the very boiled down summation of the show. Some of the main characters are the captain, played by Sam Elliott. He's in charge of keeping all the German immigrants alive along the way on the Oregon Trail. Then there's the farmer, played by Tim McGraw. Yes, that Tim McGraw, the uh, country music singer, who agrees he agrees to help the wagon party in hopes that it'll keep his own family safe. The farmer's wife is played by... Uh, Tim McGraw's real-life wife, Faith Hill, and his daughter, Isabel Dutton, is the main character of the show. Her character is heard narrating throughout the series, and the audience experiences most of the show through her eyes. So, the show is amazingly written, and I binged it within, like, five days. Um, and I and get these guest stars here. People like Billy Bob Thornton, who had an actually pretty important role, a really cool scene. And then you you even have Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks had like one line but billy bob thornton actually had quite a few lines and a very cool scene so really cool guest stars the acting is phenomenal sam elliott playing the captain great the only thing i would say about this show is if you're looking for a happy fun time show this isn't it it is very accurate as to how difficult the oregon trail was and that means a lot of death a lot of suffering so that is a, a part of the show. But it's very, very good. I loved it. I Like I said, I binged it in five days. <laughs> Shannon, it's only on Paramount+. Plus. So Shannon said, let's get the seven-day trial. <clears throat> I was like, I got to finish this in seven days. Finished it in five. And then we just kept Paramount Plus for like a month. I might get rid of it after a month because there's there's a few things on there that are good, but not that much. Anyway, now for the main event. Um, if you're hearing a bell in the background, that is my cat. Cut out. Uh, we put his collar on because he keeps hiding in the new house. But anyway, uh, for the main event, this week I'll be covering topics that were sent to me by fans. Two topics, to be precise. Lava sharks and a demon rock. We're going to start off with the lava sharks here. My favorite one out of the two. <clears throat> Back in 2005, when I was just 11 years old, a terrible movie came out called The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Um, and I thought, whenever I was coming up with this episode... Obviously, that's what the first thing that popped into my head. Lava, Lava Shark, Shark Boy, you know, Lava Girl. Anyway, Shark Boy, Lava Girl 3D came out in 2005, and I thought it was terrible. Here's the premise. Bullied by classmates, young Max, played by Caden Boyd, and escapes into a fantasy conjuring up the action-packed lives of Lava Girl and Shark Boy. But one day, Lava Girl and Shark Boy suddenly come to life, and their world, Planet Drool, needs a hero named Max. As Max escapes to Planet Drool, he battles aliens and tries to save his new friend's planet from destruction. He also battles his bullies, who have become villains like the Ice Princess. So, 
Kind of a goofy premise, not for meant for adults. Kids liked it. It was an it was an iconic thing. Um, the terrible CGI, even worse acting. It was a nightmare of a movie, but it was also iconic and was talked about a lot. <clears throat> Why do I bring this up? Well, sharks and lava apparently go together uh, like peanut butter and jelly in the wild. Um, science, it's a scientific discovery, most a recent one. Marine biologists and geologists are stunned by a recent discovery off the coast of the Solomon Islands. The waters there hide a short-tempered volcano known as Kavachi, and also sharks apparently. These orange murky uh, waters are bombarded by Kavachi's frequent underwater eruptions. The concussive force of the blast alone with enough uh, alone was enough to make biologists think large marine life would steer clear of the area, but not to mention the toxicity levels uh, from lava lava hot rock jutting out from the earth or the boiling hot water. But the biologists were wrong. What the team of scientists saw with their underwater cameras was a school of reef sharks, hammerheads, and scalloped hammerheads. The sharks um, seem to be thriving in this underwater hellscape, and though we aren't exactly sure yet, some biologists think it is due to a specialized nose. You see, these sharks have pores on their snouts called ampullae of Lorenzini. Uh, they think these pores allow them to sense changes in Earth's magnetic field pretty good nose. Um, sharks use the information for homing and migration and may also use them to avoid dangerous situations. While this is a big discovery in the abilities of sharks, it isn't entirely outside the realm of belief. Recent studies have shown that sharks are able to avoid hurricanes and cyclones. Now biologists are thinking this is linked to the ability to avoid volcanic eruptions. So pretty dang good nose. You can, you can avoid hurricanes, cyclones, and volcanic eruptions, we think. Right now, the total mystery is why. Why do these apex predators of the ocean prefer to gather in large numbers near volcanoes? The initial theories are the two major reasons for almost everything in the wild, food or fornication. <laughs> I've watched a lot of nature documentaries and they're like, why does it, why is this behavior, why is this observed behavior happening? Well, the theory is either they're hungry or they're horny. <laughs> Those are the two things. <laughs> Biologists think there might be some, a food source near the volcanoes that we haven't, we humans haven't discovered yet, or perhaps they prefer to reproduce there. Michael uh, Hiathis, a scientist and professor in the Department of Biology or Biological Sciences at Florida, Florida International University, even said, you know, who doesn't like a hot tub? <laughs> Which I thought was funny. <laughs> he said that sort of jokingly to back up his, his premise that it's for reproduction, reproduction and fornication. You know, it's in a hot tub. Things happen in hot tubs, you know. So they, they go to these volcanoes to basically reproduce. Now, why is this newsworthy? Well, it's a behavior in wild animals we weren't aware of before, and it is the behavior that we humans didn't predict. Those two factors make it pretty newsworthy. Because we thought volcanoes were dangerous, things would avoid them, but apparently they don't. It also involves sharks, which are pretty neat, and also involves volcanoes, which are also pretty darn neat. And so there you go. thought that was pretty interesting. Now, on to the demon rock. I like Japanese stuff, which apparently makes me a weeb. Now, weeb is, uh, here's the definition. Weeaboo is mostly derogatory slang term for a Western person who is obsessed with Japanese culture, especially anime, often regarding it as a superior to all other cultures. At, by dictionary.com, that's what they say a weeb is. Now, um, I don't think it's the most superior culture, but I do think it's cool. Uh, it also means people who know 
Hunomi will send me all sorts of articles and memes that pertain to Japanese culture. The other day, my fiance Shannon sent me an article about this demon rock that split open and released all sorts of bad juju upon the world. This rock is said to kill anyone who comes into contact with it, and just within the last couple of months, it split open like a cantaloupe. So everybody who believes in this stuff was like, oh no, that's not good. The story goes that a beautiful young maiden named Tamemo no May, um, was part of a conspiracy to kill Emperor Toba, who ruled over Japan from 1107 to 1123 AD. This murderous plot was created by a feudal lord, and he used Tamameo no May as a means to his end. Uh, when she died, her dead body transformed into the Sesho Seki, or the Killing Stone, this demon rock. But the legend goes deeper. It is believed that the maiden's true self was the evil nine-tailed fox demon, Nine-tailed spirit is said to be trapped and encased in lava somewhere in the Tojigi prefecture near Tokyo. This area is famous for its hot springs and sulfur. If you do know anything about anime, the Nine-tailed fox is a prevalent uh, character in the very famous anime and manga series uh, called Naruto. So, you know, people, it went big on the internet. A lot of anime fans like, oh no, this demon rock and all the weebs and everybody in anime, everybody likes Naruto. It's like, oh, the Nine-tailed released upon the world. Many today still believe that the stone is deadly and uh, may even spew poisonous gas. So when it was re recently discovered that the stone broke into two nearly equal parts, it made headlines. A lot of people online, mostly Twitter, are saying how this is just another messed up thing to add to the pile of horrible things to happen in the 2020s. Um, but the stone most likely has been cracking for years now and things have just taken their natural course rain and slowly rain and wind slowly widen the cracks until the rock split since the so-called demon rock has been a major tourist attraction in the area there's talk about restoring it which <laughs> if it's a demon rock why would you restore I don't, I don't why would you restore it i guess to capture it back in there my question is <laughs> are they going to get some buddhist monk to seal the demon back inside before they seal it with the cement or whatever however they're going to seal it elmer's glue i don't know it's just i think it's funny it's supposed to be this sacred thing and whatever it's supposed to be a natural thing it's a rock and they're like we're gonna restore it it's a rock <laughs> it's a cool looking rock i'll give you that but it's it's a rock why would you restore it i don't know so um i don't believe in the demon rock you might i don't know check it out but that is lava sharks and demon rocks i think the lava sharks are cooler because it's a scientific discovery and it's a new behavior discovered in the wild. And I love nature documentaries. I love learning things about nature. However, um, I don't believe in stuff like demon rocks or ghosts or any of that stuff. And to me, that's just a rock splitting in half. So <laughs> hope uh, hope you enjoyed. This is going to be just, just a short little episode. Hope you enjoy Hootie Thunkers and tune in next week. Thank you for listening. Check it out. Check it later.